Hello and welcome. My name is Pastor Shane Britt, and it is such an honor to have you join our podcast today. I pray that you will find something uplifting and encouraging in the word you are about to hear. Also, please feel free to connect with us via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. I'm so excited about what you're about to hear. Let's dive right into the Word of God. Where the presence of the Lord is, every possibility that God possesses is available. You don't have to beg nor plead. You just have to believe. You say, well, what is my situation? Does it fall into God's list of possibilities? Well, here's the Bible's broad definition. Whatever is impossible with man is possible with God. So if you got anything you can't do, good news is it's possible in this building this morning. I feel the faith of God in this house. The gift of faith is when God loans you his faith for a little while. Because God believes everything he says about himself. And so when he drops it in your spirit, you suddenly start believing things you didn't have the capability to believe before. That's in this building today, right now. God's going to do some extraordinary things. If you have your Bible, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, I want to thank uh, Pastor Britt, Sister Britt, Britt as, as he's already mentioned, lifelong friends of ours. Uh, Pastor Britt and I have been friends since we were boys running through the state of Mississippi. And I appreciate the Britt family. Did me good to see Madison singing up here today. I still have her locked in my mind about a six-year-old curly-headed girl. And when I have to look twice, say, man, that's a great anointed vessel of God. Miss Peyton being here. All of you who are here, if you're a guest, this is my privilege to welcome you to God's house. If you're joining us online or you'll watch this later, thank you for taking time out and worshiping with us today. My wife is not singing, so there will be a hole in my, my uh, contribution to the kingdom today. She's the better part of our story and always been the better part of our ministry, and I'm not ashamed to admit that. Second Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 3. Clearly, you are an epistle of Christ ministered by us, written not with ink, but by the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh, that is, of the heart. We're going to talk to the Lord together before I preach. I believe the best kind of preaching is when we work together. Today, I'm going to pull a little bit and you're going to push. And then... You're going to pull and I'm going to push because God has a plan in his mind for this service. And if we all work together, we can accomplish everything God envisioned. And the news is whatever God dreams is bigger than what I could dream. Let's pray together and ask the Lord to help us. Father, I thank you for the word of God. I thank you for the peace of God and the presence of God. You've been so good to us. We pray, God, that we march in lockstep with your spirit. Let your mind replace our mind for a little while. That the gift of faith is obvious and in operation in the house of God. And do everything you designed this service to accomplish. We'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Everybody say amen. Turn to somebody close by you, whisper something nice to them, and then you can be seated. Before I preach, I want to announce to you a benefit that you'll be getting today. My wife and I were talking about preaching recently, and she said to me, Glenn, it seems like the older you get, the more long-winded you become. And that's not necessarily a good thing. And so today, I've got a fresh reminder that's ticking in the back of my mind. And that's the advice of my wife. So you're going to reach the bene- reap the benefit of this. It may not be the greatest sermon you've heard, but it won't be the longest one you've heard either. And that would at least make it partially good. Growing up, my parents made the decision to live life without a television. As a result, well, that limited the options for our entertainment. You just had a couple choices, play outside or read. And so through the years, reading became my passion. I read most everything. I I read cereal boxes in the morning. I read the labels on the back of canned corn. Billboards going down the road, I'm going to read them aloud because I just enjoy reading. Now, when I'm in my happy place, my, my favorite place, I'm, I'm in a comfortable chair with a good novel and unlimited time. To me, the best writers are those who are able to make complex things, simple. Those who work with a few clearly defined and and colorful characters while while keeping the reader in suspense until the end. And through the years, over the hundreds of novels, I've enjoyed reading. From time to time, I've noticed a few typos in the final copy. And every time I see those small mistakes, I've had the thought, I wonder if the writer ever looks at the final printed copy for which there are no changes and thinks, I wish I'd changed a few things to make this story better. Every writer I've ever known all has the same story. Every time I read my book with a final unchanged print, I have this idea. I wish I'd have rewrote that chapter. I wish I'd have tweaked a few things. There's a few ways that I see now that I can make the story better. I've got good news for you. The benefits of being the author is that you have the power to shape the story. And you have the ability to add the details as you would like. 
At the author's discretion, the disbursement of benefits can be as extensive as you'd like. You can give all the gifts you deem appropriate. You can add all the color you want to add. You can add all the benefits of the story you want to add because you are the author of the story. The great news of this is the God of all glory has a pen in his hand. The Bible says that we are the pen of a ready writer, and the story written of our lives is a story not written on stone. There's the indicator. There's a few things I can do with your story, and I can change it at my will. God's great gift is he's got the fresh flowing ink of the future and the sure eraser of the past. And as your life unfolds and the inevitable circumstances happen to us all, God says, I'd like to take that out, but I'd like to add this over here. And before long, God drops gifts in your life and chapters in your life that you never thought would be. When I think about the benefits of this spirit-filled life, I'm always amazed at the potential of the Holy Ghost to constantly rewrite our stories. It's true that time and circumstances, Proverbs says, happen to all people. And sometimes that's great, and sometimes that's bad. I mean, do you want your story to be the one where you lost your temper or or you thought a wayward thought or you said something you'd like to never be repeated? Or maybe you've had a season in your life where it was filled with pain and the nights were mostly with tears and sickness dominated most of your waking moments. And for all of us, we understand that that's part of our story, but that's not what we want the story to really read. And the pen of the Holy Ghost is the pen of a writer constantly able to tweak the version of your life at every single turn. While hell would like you to believe that the worst season of your story is written in stone, the best news I can tell you is that you can walk out of this building today with a fresh slate and a turn page. Your story is not permanently pressed into a monument of your past memories, the worst chapter of your sickness, the time it didn't work out for you, or when your life took a bad turn. But your story is about to read some new things. When you exit this building today, God may have tweaked a few details of your story. Hell would like you to believe that your story is written in stone. Hell would like you to believe that your story can never change. But I've come to prophesy to you this morning. I've come to declare to you and carry you into a new day. The word of the Lord. I wrote this down when I penned these notes not long ago. I wrote this down. God spoke a little word for me. It's a general word, it would seem to some observers, but it's a clear word for this house today. And here's what the Lord said to me as I put these notes down on paper. It's time for your story to change for the better. Have you ever read a novel so good that you could barely turn the pages fast enough? Have you ever started a book written so well that you said, I've got about 30 minutes until lights are out tonight, and I'll start this story, and I'll finish it tomorrow? And then you look at your watch or your phone, and you say, it's 2 a.m. in the morning. I'm in chapter 36, but I can't put this thing down. 
And there's something about a well-written novel is that, that you're anticipating the turning of the page because every good reader knows, whoo, it's not looking good, but I don't think he's going to let it end right here. I think the author's got a new notion. I've come to declare to somebody battling sickness this morning that this is not all there is. I come to talk to those gathered around a loved one in a hospital room as I declare this word of faith that the author may not let it end like this. It could very well be that when you walk out of this service, the pages has been turned and a new road is unraveled and a new plan has come to play. The reason I read some writers is because I like to get lost in another world. The other reason I like to read some writers is because I know their characteristic. And I think, aha, the hero's taking a beating right now. It's not looking like it's going to work out too good. But I know Mr. Grisham, he ain't going to leave me hanging on this one. When I get to the end of this baby, it's going to all have turned around. And every now and then, in the worst fight of my life, with my back against the wall and my head down, the only thing I can say to my adversary, I know the author of this story, old boy. He's not going to leave it hanging like this. You keep on beat my eyes closed stomp on me when I'm down but it won't be long the pages are turning and my story's changing somebody's marriage is changing somebody's family's changing somebody's job scenario is changing the history of this church is changing because God is about to turn the page on the chapter of our life Somebody say, it's time for my story to change for the better. The good thing about knowing the characteristics of the author you're reading is you know that the ebb and the flow is just part of the narrative. <laughs> Every now and then, the worst days of my life, when I'm having trouble getting to my spiritual feet, all I can pray is, hey, this is part of the narrative. Keep on, Satan. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you try to convince me of. I'm just riding out the narrative. I'm talking to you about benefits of a spirit-filled life. The second benefit is 2 Corinthians 3 and 17. Now the Spirit, now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord there is liberty. It's no secret that Satan has one primary goal to keep the people of God in bondage. From the beginning of the story, a scripture around every bend, the story would include periods of darkness and expulsion from the promised land and times of overwhelming captivity at the hands of those who opposed the God of all creation. Satan reveled in those oppressive times, and one believer after another would lose a fight or a round. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and that life more abundantly. The spirit of the living God has come to this service this morning on a direct mission in congruence with our times with one motive to set free those that are bound. I've come to take direct aim at anxiety. I've come to take direct aim at fear. I've come to square my spiritual sights on worry. 
I've come to take aim at spiritual lukewarmness and addiction and brokenness and mental captivity by the power of the Holy Ghost. By the power of the Holy Ghost, I declare. By the power of the Holy Ghost, I loose. And I command to you in the name of Jesus Christ that you be set free. You will sleep better tonight. Anxiety will not dominate your conversation. Your thoughts may not, will not be overwhelmed by the shakiness of fear. Because today, freedom has come. It's time for us to quit living the second-rate life of limited peace and temporary happiness. Let's walk in the joy of the Lord and in the power of his abundance. His abundance has things in its disposal that very few of us can imagine. He said, you can't think of it. You can't imagine it. All of that, I'm above all that. It's time for you to change the conversation of your life. I've met some good people who had good stuff in their life, good talents, unbelievable ability, but they were stuck in mediocrity because they couldn't change their language. Every now and then, you got to change your language. I'm an overcomer. I'm part of God's kingdom. I've got power to prevail. I'm not like everybody else in my life. I'm not bound to this addiction forever. I'm not bound to this sick bed. I can get up out of here. My marriage is not about to crumble. I serve a God of wholeness and healing. I live an abundant life. My language will reflect it. He came to our church, and uh, uh, my wife said, how many minutes I got? Three? Okay. I'm on a three-minute time limit, guys. I got to hurry. He came to our church, and, uh, and, and I hadn't seen him before. I knew he was a guest, so I met him about midway to my left side. I shook my hands and I said, how did you get here? Somebody invite you? He said, oh, no. I was driving past the building. liked the looks of it. Thought I'd come in. I said, good deal. Good deal. If you don't mind, uh, where are you from? Well, what's your story? He, 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 uh, he, he took a deep breath just a minute, he, and he looked down at the floor just a second, and, and, and he mumbled, uh, uh, I, I just I just got out of prison and I said, Oh, cool, cool, you'll fit right in here. We're 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 a motley crew. We're a semi messed up bunch on our way to wholeness and uh, we're trying our best. Well, so you're in a good spot. You're in a good spot. I said, God'd like to do something supernatural for you today. You ever had the Holy Ghost? No, sir. I said, Well, I, I, the Lord was talking to me, and so I said, I think God'd like to fill you with the Holy Ghost today. He didn't know what that was, but he said, Okay. That's fine with me. I thought, whoa, this guy knows a few things. So somewhere in the middle of the service, worship was getting red hot. People was blessing the name of the Lord, which is what worship does. It creates an environment of faith. And so he decided to look around, and he figured everybody else was worshiping. He didn't know much about it. He joined right in, lifted his hand. Somebody beside him just reached over and put their hand on his shoulder. They were just trying to encourage him, and the Holy Ghost fell. He received the Holy Ghost in about the third row, talking in tongues. He was fired up. I saw it, I saw it when, it when it filled him, but I saw the illumination of faith coming to his eyes. And I thought, this boy won't be ordinary, I can tell you. And so I watched while I was preaching everything I'd say. He'd just hang on to every word. He was looking. He was making mental notes. And, and one time I was full of faith, and I was preaching under the anointing. I didn't really know what I was saying, except I said, there's some things in your life that you need washed away, erased from your story, and not part of your life ever again. God has the ability to wipe it all away. And I just kind of met his eyes as I was scanning the crowd. And I saw Ronnie. He had that. Really? 
He met me at the altar. He said, ooh, Pastor, you don't know. I got some things I need written away. I mean, I got some stuff I need gone from my story. I don't need it in there anymore. I'm trying to get a good job. I can't pass these background checks. I just need God to do something. I, I want a job. I, I want some new things in my life. <laughs> I said, I'll tell you what, old boy. God has a way of wiping it all out of your story. Right then and there, he pulled it down from the spirit world. He believed every bit of it. He started talking that language. God's going to do it for me. It wasn't very long. He's the only person that I know personally. I've heard other stories, but he's the only individual that I know personally that ever happened to this. He went and checked with his probation officer because he had to have one of those, you know, just coming out of prison. He came and checked with his probation officer. He said, I'd like you to scan my records in Texas and see if it's all there. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen, when they started checking Somebody had blotted it all out. It wasn't there anymore. In legal terms, they call that his record had been expunged. I've come to tell somebody, if you need God to expunge some things... You may not have a criminal record. You might have some scars on your mind and some wounds in your spirit and some fears in your heart. But God's got the ability not only to write forward, but he also has the ability to race the past. Ronnie became vice president of a large steel company in our area. God was faithful to him. God was faithful to him because the story started changing. My wife's got me on a minute and a half, so I got to hurry. But let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, there's time in your life where God writes new stuff. But when you start praying, God said, I need to back up a little bit, and I need to go over to 1987, and I need to take that little wound away. And I need to go over here to 2003, and I need to edit that just a little bit. And before long, chapter 37 says, now it came to pass. <laughs> you see, the devil don't have what you have. The devil don't have the gift of faith. All he's got is the prison of the past. So he can't turn the page. He has no ability to anticipate a new story or turn the chapter. And he rejoices when it looks bad. And he rejoices when you look sick. And he rejoices when it looks like you won't recover. But all along, those of us that have a little faith, we say, stay locked up in that world hell. But it won't be long one Sunday morning. I'm going to go to the house of God. And God's going to change all this. Last one, I'm hurrying, Mama. Last one, 2 Corinthians 3. But we all, with an unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of God, <laughs> are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Transformation is the ability to become something totally different using the present components. Transformation takes place 
when exactly what you have now is divinely rearranged to become something that doesn't even resemble what it is at this moment. Transformation is when God takes the wreckage and he says, whoop, 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 whoop. And the next thing you know, it's in your past. You're healed. You're well. The addiction is no more. And somebody said, where'd you go to get all that? How in the world did you pick up all the pieces of that puzzle? You say, I don't know. But God says, I'm the transformer. And that was in you all along. It just got kind of messed up. It just kind of got beat up, but I'm going to arrange it. See, we spend way too much time wondering about missed opportunities, wasted time, and, and limited giftings. I got one last story, and then I'll, I'll be done. I was in a little town pastor in northeast Louisiana, Wisner, Louisiana, and, uh, and, and I was, I, early days, there were a few people in the church and not much happening in the supernatural arena, and I was praying for a breakthrough revival. I got a call to go to a house. A man had passed away. I was going to wait for the corner with the family, so I went to the house. On my way there, turning in, the Holy Ghost spoke to me, if it's ever spoke to me in my life, and said, I'm going to give you an opportunity to change the spiritual landscape of this region. If you'll go in there and if you'll lay hands on that body and you'll speak the word of faith, I'll resurrect him and, and, and revival would come. Uh, that sounded marvelous and it sounds marvelous to tell right now. But immediately fear gripped me. I walked in that little tiny house and so I do what I normally do. I hugged everybody, said, I'm sorry, I'm praying for you, I'm here. Time passed by. And that thought, that word kept trickling in my spirit. Go pray for him, go pray for him. I kept delaying. I kept putting it off. I kept waiting. I'm trying to build up my faith I'm trying to convince myself that was a word from God. Then my mind starts playing games with me. Was that word from God or was that just your imagination talking? I'd like to tell you I went over and laid hands on him. But I didn't. I watched the corner load his body. I preached his funeral. Do you know how bad that haunted me? You know, about how, how, you know my whole ministry is built on faith. Do you know how many times I got up and preached about faith and God doing the impossible and the whole time I'm preaching? The back of my mind, Brother Emmett, you could have had a miracle. You could have wrote a book, man. Satan said, boy, you could have wrote a bestseller on that one. Accusations flying in my own brain. And for a long time, I didn't preach much about faith because I was wrestling with my story. And Lucifer would like to convince you that what you are now is what you'll always be. But somewhere in the middle of all my life, God began to turn on the supernatural. And the spiritual lights of God began to shine in my life. And suddenly I found myself preaching faith. And we did see revival break out. And we did see miracles. And we did see the church experience massive growth. And we did see harvest that changed the whole parish. It wasn't from that moment. And for a while Satan said, you'll never have the great stuff. But God said, uh-huh, I gave you a chance. You missed it. But I'm sorry, old boy. I'll write it again. And so let me blot that out. And I'm going to start a new chapter over here. What I want somebody to tell you, if you're in this building and you feel like you had missed opportunities or you can't get there from here or you're in the wrong location in your present life to experience maximum fruit, I've got news for you. If God ever gave you a word, he'll perform it. Musicians are coming. 
The scripture says we have the opportunity to become more and more like Jesus while we go from glory to glory. Have you ever been to an amusement park when you get my age? I'm not as young as I used to be, but I still got images of glory in my mind. I used to say things like, I'll ride anything. It can spin. It can go high. It can move, move backwards. It can do the whirly bird. Just put Glenn on it. When I come out on the other side, oh, Glenn's going to be standing tall. Ain't scared of none of it. Man, you don't want to put, put Brother Roy on some of them rides now. Brother Roy Glenn Massey be puking on you. I'm coming off of there looking sideways. I'm still telling a story. Ain't, ain't nothing wrong with me. I'll ride it again. Y'all ready to go? I hope my kids have sympathy and don't put me on that sucker again. My greatest fear is I get out of there about to pass out, and they say, come on, Daddy, one more time. I'm thinking, oh, God, I'll go. But I'll die on the way. Aren't you ready to change rides and to walk with God? Aren't you, aren't you ready to get, get off the roller coaster of doubt and defeat and, and into God's world of glory to glory? I know some folk push back on that. I get it. You, be, you can go through so much where sometimes all you see is valleys and ditches. But there is a language God wants us to discover. And it's a language of glory to glory and victory to victory and win to win and miracle to miracle. Shela I can't tell you how many times at 2 a.m. I got to get up at 6 for work. And I'm thinking, I don't not keep reading. But my main thought is, I got to get to the good part. I ain't going to go to sleep like this. I'll be worried all night. I can't imagine how bad it is, but I know him. He's going to change this thing. I want you to stand with me. <laughs> I wouldn't have had to preach so long if I'd have just said to you the word of God is this. It's time for your story to change for the better. That's all you need to know. That's the whole line for the rest of your life. God's about to switch some things. Now, if you're here today and you just say, I need this to turn. I want you to come out of your seat and come down here to the front. If you just say, I need to turn some pages right here. I got some stuff. That's right. You can just come on and take your time. I'm not going to call anybody out on the spot. I'm fixing to speak a word of faith over you. I've got the ability to turn the page for you. I feel it so strong in my spirit. Give you a chance just to get in place. Take your time. Take your time. Run la 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 boria sababa. I don't know. I just know what the Holy Ghost said. There's a couple things gonna go on here today. 
So God's going to go in some painful chapters of your story. He's got that little eraser. He's going to expunge a few things. He's going to block some of that stuff out. And then he's got the ink of the future. He's going to start writing some stuff. He's going to incorporate all some of those details that he don't want to change. He's, he's going to incorporate that. And today you're just going to turn it over and starting tomorrow. This is a new book for you. Now here, here's what we're going to do before I speak the word of faith. We, we're just going to do that turning page thing because sometimes you got to do things in the physical that manifest in the spirit. That's why walking around the walls of Jericho were, right? So I want you to just get your head up like this, kind of like you got the corner of a, of a real big page novel, right? But, but it's kind of a delicate page, so you want to just want to turn it. So I, we're going to, when, I, when I count the three, I'm going to speak the word of faith. I'm going to do something, God. I'm going to speak the word, but we're going to do something. Just, just grab this thing and at the count of three, I want you to make an elaborate showing. Like this. Uh, you can frown if you want to because the frown's part of the last chapter. Are you ready? Everybody got it? One. A child you want to have, turn the page. God's going to do it for you. The Lord just spoke that to me. I don't know who I'm talking to. He didn't give me an individual. But that child you want to have, we're going to turn the page. Are you ready? One, two, three. By the authority of the Word of God and my divine favor, I command old things be gone and new things begin. Lift your hands with me right now. Just begin to rejoice right now. Father, in the name of Jesus. I declare victory. I declare divine ship. I declare divine chapters and new things. But by the power of God.
in elementary school, we used to do team reading. And every now and then, they would pair me up with somebody who read a little slower than me. And so we'd be team reading. And I'm ready to get on, man. I'm like, get on. And they got this other person behind me saying, hold on, man, hold on. I didn't get to finish. Sometimes when I was reading in elementary school, I'd say, it's going to get better. I just turned the page. You just going to catch up and get where I'm at. You know what we're going to do right now? There may be somebody in your life, but they need to turn the page, but they're not there yet. I believe the Holy Ghost is going to give you some authority. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to think of somebody in your own world that may need to turn uh, a page turning. And what you're going to do, you know what? I'm a, I'm a little ahead of you. I can see this story. And we're just going to turn some pages for some other people in the house of God. Are you ready? Let's get the little page. There's somebody in your world that needs to turn. You're just ahead of them. You know what God's going to do in their life. You're just going to help them out. Are you ready? One, two, three. Let's turn that thing.